Hello and welcome to another Lost in Possession podcast. Today we are talking everything Arsenal after their crushing defeat at the North London derby. Now, are we going to say top four's over? Are we going to say they're still going to get it? It's all in the balance here and um, they've got their games against Newcastle and Everton left. We've got sort of, is it mentality issues at Arsenal that is the problem? Or is it the football standards? Or is everything just okay? We're doing this before the Spurs-Burnley kickoff on, um, I believe, Saturday or Sunday. Um, and I think we should start with the resident Arsenal fan, Reese. After that crushing defeat, what was your take? And how does that bode for the rest of the season? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, as I've been saying from episode one, you know, I, I don't expect top four anyway, and I didn't expect them to beat Spurs yesterday. It's it's genuinely how it how it is. Um I think I think people are getting a little bit too up in arms about it because I think Europa League is still a massive improvement on where the squad has been. In terms of the performance against Spurs, um the big difference was was that Arsenal treated it as a derby, Spurs treated it as an opportunity to get fourth place. Treating it as a derby means that you're going to lose your head and you're going to get caught up in the emotion and you're going to lose you're going to you're going to lack that professionalism that you need to get a job done. And that's exactly what happened with Holding um, getting a deserved red card and Cedric giving away, which was a, a deserved penalty. Arteta can moan about the referees all he wants. He can. I mean, I, I could do all this for the whole four, like you know 40 minute session, but Arteta can moan about the referees all he wants. And I think he's just trying to deflect and play mind games because at the end of the day, the referee, it, it's irrelevant. He has 90 minutes to put the ball in the back of the net and they couldn't. He needs to ask why his players, when they go 1-0 down, they've only ever won one game all season. It's it's a mixture of things, you know. I think I can see why his supporters are upset, but they also need to get 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 the sort of real picture. There's been a there has been a massive improvement. You know, it was a poor, poor performance yesterday because again, they treated it as a derby. They need to, it's not because they don't have a striker or anything like that. You know what Abemian wasn't delivering anyway. It's just due to the fact that there there is a lot of young players, so therefore the mentality is going to be a lot weaker. Hence, why it's do is it's a very very negative thought going into Newcastle on Monday. They they need that experience, and the only experience they've got in Shakhtar and Holding have never got that experience from the older players when they were younger. Hence, why there's this constant issues with mentality at Arsenal. There's been no one there that's got through it and can lead them through it. That will change in five years if most of the squad is still there, yes, but this is the big issue at the moment. The people they're trying to learn from have not had anybody to learn from themselves, and that's been a, been a constant since about 2007. So it's, it's a disappointing result, and again, if someone would have offered me fifth anyway, I would have taken it, but it's the, the issue that needs to be addressed is clear and it needs experience. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair assessment. Um, with the your, your mention of the derby mentality versus the must win, um, I think that's definitely definitely accurate. Um, I don't think Arsenal started the game yesterday too too badly, actually. Um, I, I, you know, first kind of five, maybe 10 minutes, I think, you know, you, you were dominating possession, you were going forward well. Um, 
being being completely you know neutral in in this this game, um, the the penalty decision for Spurs for one 0 was was an absolute farce. Uh, I've got to say it. it. It's not a penalty, and why that's not being reviewed by VAR, I have absolutely no idea. However, I think you're right for for Arteta to come out and blame the refs for the loss. I think it's completely unfair because that that's just one nil. The real issue that cost you the game and kind of set you on the back foot was obviously the the holding red card. Um, you know, Rob Holding was was very much living up to his name yesterday, constantly holding Son, constantly holding Kane, literally holding every player he possibly could on the pitch until he got a yellow for holding someone. Um, and then obviously we're going to get into it a little bit deeper, but. I've said it many times this season. I think in the big games particularly, there's such a, and it's always Arsenal, I don't know why, but there's such a naivety. There's such an inexperienced naivety, which for me probably does come with the fact a lot of these players are younger, you know, less experienced. And maybe even that stems down to Arteta himself. You know, it's his first manager job. So you could argue that that managerial inexperience maybe, you know, impacts the squad. But yeah, to, to go back to Rob Holden, you've just been booked. You've made about four fouls. You've just got a yellow card for the fifth. And what, 10 minutes later, Son's running through, not actually that close to the goal, and you've elbowed him in the face. That is, there's no defending that. You can't blame the ref. You can't blame VAR. It's an absolute idiotic decision in the moment. And he deserves to get the red. And that's why you lost the game for me yesterday. Um, but yeah, coming back to that, we, we've seen it earlier in the season. Um, I think it was against Liverpool where Xhaka got, you know, that red card. Um, and that obviously wrecked you. Um, you know, I think the other one I was thinking of was, I think it was a Martinelli, correct me if I'm wrong, a Martinelli double yellow. Was that correct? Where he got sent off? That was against Wolves, yeah. But they yeah. obviously went on to beat Wolves. Yeah, so it's slightly different. But going back to it, a big must-win game, it's just a little bit of naivety for me. Um, and now you've got Newcastle away. I know they're a bit on the beach at the minute, but Newcastle away playing Everton in the last game. I think there's a chance you slip up now and could actually drop into fifth. Jamie, what do you think? Um, so just talking about the North London derby, like I get it's not, it wasn't fully the referee's fault, but if you look at the two decisions that pretty much were the big talking points was the penalty, we should see a penalty given for every single corner that's been taken this season, it's been so similar to that. And I think we've we've seen maybe two, two, maybe three this season. So it's a soft, soft penalty. Basically, what other players will do, though, is disguise it better. Where um, I believe it was Cedric went into him, didn't disguise it well. Um, it's sort of one of those, once you said about the sort of VAR, if once that's given, VAR doesn't overturn that, I I believe. But if if the ref didn't give it in normal time and it goes to VAR, VAR doesn't overrule that decision either. So it's kind of one of those where it's kind of it's sort of like we'll say yes and no, ref ref's decision goes. In terms of the red card, once again, I've seen that block done so many times and it's just been completely missed. So really my problem with it is sort of like you can give penalties for them, but you've got to give them bookings and give them fouls for them. You've got to give it in other games. That's the problem I have with it. 
sort of like I understand that I, I do think it is a foul and a bookable offence for the holding on Son, so he's off. But I've seen it every week in just different games. It doesn't matter who's playing. It's not given. There's no yellow card. So where's the consistency? Now, once that happened, that red card happened, that was game over. I I, I didn't even... I think I, I watched most of the game still, but I was really disinterested because the contest was over. We, we knew it. Reese loved to come in saying with his stat of they've only won... What is it? One one game when being behind, one one drawn zero lost. I think eight. Yeah, like it's a bad enough stat. Then you got the red card on top of it, and it just looked like it was going to be over. Then Spurs got the second, and that really wrapped it up. But in terms of the man mentality, look, it was a game that Arsenal still could afford to lose. It's not one you want to lose. It's a derby. The derby doesn't matter what. I know there's added pressure on the top four, but it doesn't matter. It's a derby. Like you want to win that no matter what your season. You could be bottom of the league, they could be top. You still want to win that game. In terms of what it does for the Newcastle and Everton games, I think it I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but I feel like it's a completely different mindset for them two games. Now, I think Arsenal fans would have been hoping for Everton to beat Watford on on the weekend, sorry, midweek. And then they'd be, they would have been safe. So they've still got something to play for. Where Newcastle don't, I know it's their last home game of the season, but it's sort of they've they've had their manager bounce. I think a few January sort of signings bounce, and I think they're coming into more of a team, what level they're at until the summer. So I do still favour Arsenal to get top four. I'm not going to change my decision. I know Reese does agree disagree with me. But I don't see it being as sort of bad for them as sort of what's being made out. I know, like, you see on Twitter, you'll see anywhere, like, online, fans will be saying we're the best team in the world one second and then saying we're absolutely useless the next. But top four, I still think it's a... I'm not saying it's definitely going to... They're going to do it, but I don't think it's as doom and gloom as people think. Yeah, I mean, like... I'll reiterate, like, I, I don't do this to be negative. I do it because I look through football too logically. And I do want to ask, I've been very appraising of, of Arteta. I believe he is a good coach and I believe he has got a good group of players. But thing is, is with young players, is they get a win. And it, not that it goes to their head, but they, it's hard for them to see that the reality of when they get, when they lose, it hurts so much more. You know, it's, I think that their four wins in a row masked a lot of masked a lot of things because they let's be honest they they were gifted really goals by Chelsea in that win at Stamford Bridge and that that gave their belief back yeah we're on top of the world we're great then they played let's be honest the main United team who if we would have played them a week later they would have probably beaten us you know we took our chances but you could argue that some things did go away didn't go away which Arteta didn't seem to mention by the way you know very critical of Thursday's game but didn't seem to mind about the decisions going his way against United. Classic manager, so that is. <laughs> it swings and roundabouts, and if that's the right saying. And he, so yeah, you get through that, you get a free one win, but again, there's still a lot there needs to be answered, you know. And then they beat West Ham, who were focusing on Frankfurt anyway. So again, you need to understand that the bigger challenges are coming. 
then it comes to Leeds, where I think a lot of, not cracks, but it masked over a lot of the performances. They completely disrespected Leeds at 2-0. Man City would have gone for the jugular. Chelsea would have gone for the jugular. Like Chelsea did, beating 3-0. You know, City would have destroyed them in that situation. Kill them off, finish it. But instead, they just played around, wasted chances because they thought it was safe. Then look what happens. Scare comes at the end. And then there's that Then there's that wobble. And they go into the game at Spurs, knowing that they should win just to get it done. They've had numerous times to get this done anyway. And then put in a performance like that. My big criticism of Arteta is why is it when the team play bad, they play very, very, very bad. We could talk about the first 10 minutes all we like. They do this a lot. They'll, against the bigger clubs, they play bright for 10 minutes and then it all goes pear-shaped. It's City can play bad and win. Chelsea can play bad and win. You know, Liverpool the same. But they need to address why that's happening. They're not grinding, they're not grinding out a result in that way. Um, and I also want to add that the Spurs mentality has completely changed. You know, they were disappointed to come out of a draw at Anfield. If they're disappointed to come out of a draw at Anfield, they're going to smell blood in that game against Arsenal when they did. It's done. It's finished. It's not a disappointment. It's a disappointment because they've had the time to finish it. Them three defeats in a row has really hit it hard. But they just need to... They just, you just about the mentality. You've got the young squad. Like, there's going to be that naivety. I know Arsenal have done it since, yeah, for cool. quite a while now with different players, but <laughs> I feel like it's different this season to previous seasons due to the age of your squad. Now, sort of, we would... They'll learn, yeah. Yeah, they'll learn. So, to be honest, when you see it happen where they don't grind out when they're playing poorly, it's not as much as a concern as it has been in previous years. But like you, you sort of mentioned, sort of you need someone who you, you, I think you mentioned last night, get a Cellini in, just someone with tons of experience who could get you through something like that. Proven winner as well, not just yeah. not just some old relic, you know, bringing somebody who's been, been there and done it. A Thiago Silva, I think, as, is one of the reasons why Chelsea have been much, much better in the last couple of years, for example. Yeah. I think just on that as well, I was going to say, I, I think... Arsenal, I've said it before, but they're, they're such a momentum team. Like, just looking back, obviously, some of the recent results, like, I think after that game, obviously, you beat Villa. It's quite a tight tight game. You, you played well. You obviously beat Villa away. And then following that was obviously the 3-0 to Palace. And obviously, we know that was an awful performance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But again, I, I don't know what it is, but then from that result, you then obviously lost at home to Brighton, who were kind of six losses on the bounce. Then you lost to Southampton. And it's it just seems that one result, good good and bad, just kind of just completely affects the squad. And to, to flip that, you know, we, as you just touched on, Reese, then uh, yes, Chelsea, we did give you goals, and but as soon as you went one new up against Chelsea, although we gave you the goal, you were just like completely um, revitalized. You you suddenly started running for tackles. You you're playing so much better, and it's crazy how that momentum works. Because obviously then, you, as, as you said, you beat us away, you're on top of the world, then you beat United, then you beat West Ham away, and suddenly you're back. And it's just, it, it's so crazy how I think Arsenal, more so than any other team in the league, are just such a momentum-based team. Um, and I can't put my exact finger on it, but I think, as we've said, it has to come down to the youth in the squad and, and that lack of maybe, maybe lack of sort of trophies and winning on the big stage. Um, but I, I, 
I don't know whether it's harsh to blame it on Arteta. I, I don't know. Um, but but sorry, just just one more point, obviously, to kind of back that up. The Leeds game, I think, is the perfect example of that. You're 2-0 up. Leeds haven't had a shot, not, not a single shot. You're so dominant. And then they just counter with 10 men and score. And then suddenly, Le- Leeds probably had three or four chances after that to, to equalise. So I, I think it's got to be down to the youth and, and lack of experience, but maybe a bit of that blame does lie on Arteta. Do you agree with that? Or, or do you not do you, do you think Arteta is not really to blame at all? Um, as, a, as the coach, he has to take responsibility for some things, you know. He needs to put a curb on that discipline a little bit, you know, um, and he needs to understand why is it, yeah, when, when we play poor, we are awful. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. But he's still learning. He's still understanding how this team works, and, and I, I understand he will change that. But I just think that experienced head, you know, on that pitch, you can just get the team together, you know, in all honesty, even though he is 34, 35, if you had Chiellini in that team when holding off, when holding had gone off, for example, Chiellini would would have stepped up to the plate, if that makes sense. You know, it's very rare that he has a bad game. And you need those players when you look and you think, right, he's gone. You know, what do we do? After that, they're looking around. Well, what do we do now? Like, yeah. you know, is Shaka really the right man to tell you what to do? I like him as a player, but let's be honest, his discipline record isn't exactly great. Yeah. There's no one to look around and say, what can we do? And they need that player to do it. City have those players. Not only have the City players been there and done it, but they have players to do that in Fernandinho, who's grinded it out. You know, Kyle Walker's done it, et cetera, et cetera. That's just what they need. They're just a couple of tweaks away from that. You know, it's it's not a striker issue. It's not, they're scoring goals without a striker. It's, it is just that, just need that little bit of experience and, and that will help add a bit more professionalism and add a bit more, if we're 1-0 down, we can get something here. Yeah, and on, and on, and on obviously the, the subject of kind of tweaks, little additions, we've kind of got five minutes left. So let's talk, we'll start with Jamie, but let who else, obviously we've mentioned Chiellini, is there any other obvious signings you think Arsenal could, you know, genuine chance of signing players, not, you know, some something someone ridiculous, but... Is there any other additions that you think Arsenal could make in the summer that, that would fix some of those problems outside of Giolini? Um, It would have to be someone in a sort of centre midfield, I think, would be the sort of position you want it. That's the position you'd want it. Obviously, they're linked with uh, Jesus from City, and that looks like it's quite highly likely that could happen. Um, That would, I think... It's not going to fully help. I don't think he's that type of person that we're talking about with a Chiellini. He's just not. But he's someone who's won things. He's he's sort of scored on sort of occasions that have meant something. So that will help with that. But the main position, I think, is getting that partner for Partey. Whether he is a, another CDM or if he's a bit more of a box-to-box, that's the type of player that I think Arsenal need. In terms of who is a question that I wouldn't actually know. Um, that yeah, just trying to think of anyone off the top of my head, I'm not particularly sure. But that's the position I think Arsenal need to go for. They've obviously, if they get Jesus over the line, that helps with the striker situation, and then they can focus on something that 
sort of just shores them up a bit. But if you look at the sort of Premier League table with Arsenal, they've drew the least amount of games. So it kind of does go in with the, when we play well, we'll go and win. But when we don't, we're going to lose. Whereas some teams, which is why I think some teams who just go, right, it's 1-1 here. We've just got to take the 1-1. We've been poor today. Let's get the 1-1, end it. You, get, you have your striker nick a goal and then defend it. But yeah, uh, to be honest, I can't think of any names, but I don't know if you two have any off the top of your head, but I quite don't at the moment. Reese, any any to your mind? Um, I think I think they are going to invest in the summer. I think some players will join because there's clearly a project in place and that's a good thing. So players won't mind dropping down a little bit to the Europa League to be a part of that, hence why Jesus, for example. Um, obviously, Chiellini isn't going to happen, but I, I do think if they want to poach somebody, you could go for someone maybe like Wijnaldum. You know, he's, he's obviously not happy at PSG. He probably, yes, he's 30 or something like that, but, but he would help with Partey in midfield, add that bit of stability, a bit of steel in midfield. Then you can dot around it. Depth is definitely a big thing. I look at who Arsenal take off. Who do you bring on that's going to change the game? When you're 1-0 down, yeah, take off Udegaard. Is Smith Rowe going to be that difference maker? No, he's not. They're very similar. You take off Enketia, who I don't really think has hit the world alike anyway, and you bring on Lacazette, who hasn't scored goals. Is that the answer? No. You know, you need to bring on someone that's going to give that change. As soon as Holden went off, you just knew there was no going back. Who do you bring on? White's injured, so I understand that. But there's nobody there to say, at least we know we've got someone we can rely on. He's a minimum seven out of ten every game. That's who they need to be looking at. I think I think there are players out there, you know, a lot of players out there, but it's 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 one getting them and and two, I suppose, yeah, convincing convincing them. Yeah, I think I, I'd agree. C, CDM CM role is the one. Just having that central hub, uh, you know, a kind of player who can one dictate other players, but two can almost run the game themselves. Uh, I mean, the couple that kind of, again, I said realistic, maybe that this is completely unrealistic, but maybe someone like, obviously, Real Madrid are kind of coming, it, it seems, to a bit of an end of an era with all their new signings. Um, obviously, they've won the Liga still. Could a Luka Modric, I know obviously he's played for Spurs, or, or maybe Tony, Tony Cruz, could one of them go, look, you know, we're, we're getting on a bit, Real Madrid want to freshen up, and maybe one of those comes back to the Premier League for Arsenal. I, I don't, I don't think it's a likely <laughs> signing. Is that too much to it, ask? Yeah, yeah, massively. I don't know. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. I don't, Modric, Modric is going to end his career in Real Madrid. I think um, yeah. Cruz is a bit younger, but he's not going to go down to Arsenal. Even if Arsenal get Champions League, there's no logic of Cruz going. Yeah, I'll go to. Then you've got if, to go if Cruz and, is only going to get, you know, let's say Cruz isn't going to get the minutes. If he's playing, if he's just coming on as a sub or something like that, surely a move to the Premier League, a team who might get Champions League or Europa, will pay him what he wants and play every minute. He could, go, he could go to United and be paid more money and be in the same ish position. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I sit totally sort of, I know, like you said, realistic. And I just think. Yeah. You're not going to do that. Let's say they go and win the Champions League. Why is he going to go to Arsenal after that? Yeah, it's just... 
I think it, it would have to be more about minutes, I think. Um, the other one I had in mind, maybe for like a year or two away, um, and he might be too too far past it, but following the kind of London retirement home situation um, that we've got, our nice agreement we've got with Arsenal, um, I think Jorginho um, could be a player who fits that bill of, has the ability to sit in CDM, dictate games, boss players around, and so many times, obviously he's had his critics over the years, but so many times in a Chelsea shirt, he's one of those players who he doesn't do anything fancy, so you never really notice him. But he he just dictates the game with his passing, his distribution, his leadership. Now I'm I'm not saying we want to sell him or lose him, by the way. But for me, a player like that who's done it in the Prem, I actually think that could be quite a good fit. You know, maybe a year or two when we're kind of let we've discussed it before. But let's say Chelsea went for Rice. That that could be a point where we go. Look, we want to offload Jorginho. And personally, for me, I think that could be a quite a good fit for Arsenal. So I don't see that being too bad, to be fair. Like, as it to be honest, if you're thinking of just sort of general players, I think a Gundogan would actually be quite good for that role. Obviously, he sort of can do the sort of DM, CM kind of role. So I think that would be the type of player that they'd actually want. And he's obviously got experience. Well, City, but I obviously don't think that's realistic either. It is hard to think of it, but then again, my job is not a scouting coach, so <laughs> that is more what Arsenal got to do. But I'm sure they've got lists of players that they're looking at wanting. But if they don't do it in the summer and they don't bring in any experience, then you've either got to blame Arteta for not wanting them or the board for not delivering because it, I, I know we can't really come up with tons of names, but it's it's just sort of, I think it's plainly obvious. And that's where I think it's all like, I know this summer they bought Ramsdale, they spent money. And to be honest, it's worked out quite well. Everyone thought they spent money on a load of rubbish, really. But I think they do need to bring in that experience. And if they don't, you've got to blame the board or Arteta in that. Possibly even both. Uh, Reese, what obviously you've heard a few suggestions from us. What do you make of kind of them? Yeah, I think I think they're all right. Like I think Jorginho would help dictate a game a little bit better and add a bit more balance to the team. But do I think he's the player you could look to and be like, what do we do? You know, is he that sort of guy? I can imagine he's not. You know, even even the same with Angolo Kante. I, as good as he is as a player, is he a leader? No, but he's very much a, here's your job, Ngolo, you go do it, and he'll go do it. It's just where you where you can get it. There's not many players on the market available, I suppose, like that, but, but there are out there. You know, they are out there. It's maybe start looking at the players that our contracts are running down and they're already looking to leave, you know, just bring them in for a year. Uh, I'll, I'll give a random example. Marcelo is leaving Real Madrid, for example. But does that go back to like the Willian situation where you've got players who don't actually want to be there and picking up a paycheck? That's well, the only that's the problem, like the other ar- argument for I don't that. think William was a leader, that's all I'd say. I'd, I'd argue oh, no, Marcelo no, no, a, leader. a bit more. Not a leader, but someone like at someone that age, that's what they're coming in for, a paycheck. And not actually that bothered. 
Yeah, I think I think you, you can judge a player sometimes just how they're going to be in the negotiations. You know, I think William got off to a good start, but obviously after a while they were like, what's happening here? He's not done anything. So you have to try and find who it is out there that can do it. You know, there are players that are going to be available, you know, and it is just, just making sure you get it right. It's just little tweaks at the moment and then watch them improve. But the disappointing thing is Arsenal would probably realise this is their best chance for top four in what could be a very long time. Let's be honest, Spurs under Conte are going to get better. Um, you're going to expect Chelsea to be much better as they have been. City, Liverpool aren't going to change. Man United are surely going to get much better, you know. Yeah. And then you're going to have a rise in other clubs as well. It, it's all it's all a very, very challenging period, but you know, you never know what happens. Cool. Well, on, well, on that note, let's. I know, Rhys, you kind of sort of gave us your prediction. We'll quickly wrap up just with a prediction. Very simple. Will Arsenal get the top four Champions League spot? Yes or no? Um, and obviously, for context of, of listeners, this is Film Friday. So this is before Burnley's result, uh, Spurs' result against Burnley, just for context. Reese, start... Oh, well, we'll finish with you, Reese. We'll finish with you. Uh, Jamie, will... Arsenal get the top four spot, yes or no? Yes, I think the two teams they're playing are fairly poor. Everton's away record is absolutely dreadful. So I think that's that should be a win. And then the Newcastle, I think they're on the I think they're done with the sort of hype. So yeah, I'm gonna go with they're gonna win both games and get it. I'll agree, just I think only because Newcastle haven't got something to play for, I think you'll get a result there. Um, and I, I don't think you'll get a result against Everton because I think Everton will still be fighting on the final day. Um, but you'll just have enough to get over the line um, for me. So I'm going to say yes. And Reese, wrap us up. No. <laughs> they just know it's not going to happen. And it's not the Everton game, it's the Newcastle game. Spurs aren't going to lose to Burnley. It's as simple as that. No, and if you lose to Newcastle, you're two points behind. It's done. It's finished. They're not going to lose to Norwich Spurs in the last game. There you have it. Two, two say Arsenal. The Arsenal fan says no. Um, big, big Monday night ahead for, for Arsenal away to Newcastle. Um, as always, that wraps us up for another episode. Arsenal fans in particular, please reach out. Let us know your thoughts, whether you agree or disagree. Is Arteta the man? Can you do it on Monday night? Um, but aside from that, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.